Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Failure Effect, a show about reclaiming the word failure and turning it into success. Every week we talk to people from all walks of life about their experiences with failure and how they have helped them emerge bigger, better, stronger. Today we're talking to a very ambitious young woman, so ambitious that she she's, she started a program to help people learn to cope with the effects of dealing with failure after she experienced a series of losses in her own journey through business. It wasn't always like this. She started off in career, um, but I'm not going to tell you her story. I'll let her tell it to you herself. Her name is Beth Kashura. Welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you where you are. All right. Thank you. Now, I've seen you on our Facebook platform, so I have to say thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time to interact with the page, to interact with the failure effect. Mm -hmm. And also, I would just like to say at this point, I am so excited to hear your story because your story is the definition of everything that we talk about mm -hmm. in every episode of this show. So we're going to start right at the top. You have had a beautiful career. Yes. So what were you doing before you decided to venture into business? Thank you, Wayu. I'm happy to be here. Thank mm -hmm. you for inviting me. And I must first of all start by commending you, your show, uh, The Failure Effect. I think I resonate with it because that's my language. Mm -hmm. And uh, my language, I like to discuss failure because many times we like to cover it mm -hmm. and not talk many times about it as often as we should. So, True. so thank you very much. I'm Correct. very grateful to be here. Mm -hmm. Well, I started my career at a very young age as a banker. Mm -hmm. I, I say that I didn't have, um, I didn't tarmac. I actually came from a lecture room to an interview room and landed myself a job. Wow. So I was still uh, in school. I was still in college at that time. Mm -hmm. I was in the School of Monetary Studies studying banking. And that's how I started off my very good career in banking. And uh, a career that saw me rise over time and over the years um, to a very... Uh, even senior positions uh, mm -hmm. in my experience, yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's my background, a career I also loved, mm -hmm. uh, but at some point I made a decision just to change my life, yeah. Okay, and this is after how many years of working in banking and how many different banks, you don't need to tell us which bank specifically, but just so that we have a picture of what you're walking away from in order to walk into this new venture. Well, I... I'm an experienced banker over with over 14 years, I would say. Mm -hmm. 14 years, I worked in different departments. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked in customer service. I worked in um, operations. Mm -hmm. I, in different, in three different banks. Mm -hmm. I, I will not mention them. Okay. But that was a very illustrious career that actually launched me up. Mm -hmm. Maybe at this point, I would want to say, um, in the new journey I'm on mm -hmm. in coaching, mm -hmm. my clients are my colleagues that I worked with in the banking industry, which is a very interesting thing. Right. Yes. Okay. So we're going to get that. We'll, we'll get there in detail, but just so that we're clear, yeah. um, the coaching business you're talking about is called Bounce Back. Yes, correct. Bounce okay. Back and BIM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what do they do? In Bounce Back and BIM, it's a transformational journey. Mm -hmm. It was born out of my own experience. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's not just a career or a business, it's a calling. Yeah. Because I share the lessons I learned through my very difficult uh, season. Mm -hmm. And a season I hadn't seen coming, mm -hmm. a season I had not envisioned. Mm -hmm. But in going through that, I was able to reinvent myself and really find my true north. Right. Which is my calling and my purpose. Mm -hmm. So now I support people. I, I like to refer to myself as a, as a dream partner mm -hmm. because I'm just a partner in your journey mm -hmm. and helping you just figure out your journey if you have gone through setbacks. And many of us go through setbacks. Yeah. They go through adversity. 
we go through uh, odds and barriers, even right now, what's happening all across uh, in the globe, eh? not mm -hmm. across Kenya, mm -hmm. people going through very many things. Mm -hmm. So disruptive technologies, job losses, job restructurings, um, losses. I lost a lot. I have mm -hmm. lost a lot. People going through grief. So uh, what I learned and how I was able out of that very difficult, painful period to reinvent myself and find my purpose. That's the journey that I walk with people in the coaching program, just helping them then tell them this is not the end. There's a difference mm -hmm. between failure and yourself. Failure is not how our story gets to end. Yeah. Beyond failure, beyond pain, shame and tears, there's a beautiful life that awaits us on the other side. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole essence of the coaching program, Bounce Back and Beam. To beam is just to shine your light. Mm -hmm. I encourage people, shine your light because every one of us has light that we carry. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But now that we, we have established that you had a successful career, we have established that you saw a lot of loss and after you left the career and decided to go off on your own. So the natural question right now is what inspired this move? Like what, what was burning inside you that told you, okay, time to pack up and go and do this thing? Uh, back in my career, when I look back, I quit my job in 2018. Mm -hmm. It was a decision I made over after consultations, mm -hmm. after also much prayer, because mm -hmm. I feel some I need to connect with my with God, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, because beyond and beyond coaching, I am also a minister of the gospel. Okay. And I have been a Christian for the better part of my life. I mean, as far as I can remember. Mm -hmm. So um, that takes me back to tell you how I, I landed into and I got into quitting my job. It was a bold decision. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I had not envisioned that this would be my path. Mm -hmm. I, all I remember is I had reached a level and I was fatigued. I was fatigued. I had lost some joy and some oomph in my life. Mm -hmm. I hated Mondays, you know. Mondays yeah. were a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It's a Monday, I'm going back to work. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that I, I had a very good job at the time. I had mm -hmm. a job that many people admired. I had a job that I also liked at some point, but, I, but it's just about life. Something in me began to get unsettled. Something in me began to feel ah, there's much more to life yeah. than just this. I began to get dissatisfied. I began to dream more, to envision myself differently. Mm -hmm. And it, was, it didn't happen just at once. It was progressive. It happens over time. It happened over time. And I got to think about it. I remember one Sunday, I was very dissatisfied. That Sunday, I, I felt like I was in the wrong place. Mind you, I was still doing my job. I was mm -hmm. still going to work. But I felt like this is not Beth. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's another Beth on the inside of me that I, was, I needed to unleash and to bring out. And I felt that my time, I wasn't able to do that. So... I remember this particular Sunday, uh, Sunday, I called one of my bosses at work. Um, the, the institution at the bank I was in it was part of a group. So we had a group head of human resource. And I had uh, relations with him. He was accessible. So I remember calling him uh, one Sunday morning and just uh, sharing with him what I was going through. I was dissatisfied. I didn't know how to... Did I, I was wondering, do I change uh, my my position to where I was to a different department. Mm -hmm. I just had such uh, a dissatisfaction. So, and I, but I also felt I had served uh, eight years at the bank mm -hmm. at the time. I had served eight years. And for me, numbers also speak. So I felt like eight was a number for a new beginning. Yeah. And everything in me felt I was up to a new beginning. Mm -hmm. 
only that I didn't know what awaited me on quitting my job. So anyway, after some time I got to learn, the company advertised for restructuring and they said they would give voluntary exit mm -hmm. from the bank. And I was like, this is my long awaited opportunity mm -hmm. to smoothly exit. Yeah. You know, it was like a smooth exit, a soft exit. Mm -hmm. And that is how I got to quit my job. Um, I, I leave the banking industry in 2018. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I suppose in hindsight, considering everything that happened in 2020, you kind of start to think about, woo. But anyway, before we get there, um, what was it that you were quitting to do? What, what was the passion that drove your heart? Uh, to, to coaching or... To no, what? no. Now this is in 2018. When in you 2018. Yeah. I think at the time, what I thought... Uh, actually, it's interesting. In hindsight, what I thought is that I was going to get another job mm -hmm. in a different industry other mm -hmm. than banking. Okay. I'd felt banking had become a bit of routine. Mm -hmm. I'd learned a lot. I wasn't seeing my growth path in that mm -hmm. industry. Mm -hmm. So when I quit my job, was I was going to reinvent myself. And being, I like to, I, I'm the kind of person who like to figure out things. Yeah. Um, sometimes, it, okay, with the areas I like to take risks, but in that one, I like to figure out things. So I had an all well laid up plan mm -hmm. that I was going to reinvent myself probably in a, in a similar position, but in a different industry. Mm -hmm. And so I had gotten into, in touch with recruiters. Yeah. I had uh, all these recruiters lined up. I was going to do interviews. I was going to get a good job. And I had a business that I had started on the side while I was still at the bank. So my life at that point was very well figured out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, as you know, plans fail and that didn't work out. So I just felt like I want to do the same job, kind of. I was an executive assistant. Right. And so I thought I was going to be an executive assistant in a different industry. industry. Yeah. I liked my job as an executive assistant. I yeah. liked learning. Yeah. I like meeting with different people. I like yeah. talking with yeah. different people. I like being in view because at that position gives you kind of 360 degrees view of what's happening in the organization. So mm -hmm. I like that. And I was going to see how I was going to change and grow my career in corporate governance because mm -hmm. that was also an area I was keen on. Right. Coming to uh, to be an executive assistant, let me tell you, let me just take a bath. I was coming from operations and compliance. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like now going to corporate governance was also now the best part that I was going to do. Yes. It gave me a very good foundation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how I just felt, felt I'm going to do this, but on an entirely different industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So what, what happened? With, did you get the interviews that you had lined up? Oh, I did so many. You, I did uh -huh. so many interviews and I began them immediately after I quit. I remember this is just actually one year, surprisingly, because mm -hmm. I quit on... 30th of May. That mm -hmm. was my last working day. Wow. Last uh, 30th of May, 2018. Mm -hmm. And immediately after, I met th with these recruiters and I began to do interviews. Mm -hmm. And I did so many. Mm -hmm. I did so many. I mean, I did so many. Sometimes I would be told I was overqualified. They couldn't afford me in some places. Yeah. Others, I didn't have the experience they were looking for or I didn't have the qualifications they were looking for. I did so many interviews. I had all these recruiters. I think it, sometimes in a day I would do three interviews. Wow. I, I did so many and nothing came through. Nothing okay. was coming out. So um, I began to get some also frustration because I'm wondering, yeah. okay, what's not happening around here? Mm -hmm. My plan now began to unfold in a way I didn't expect because I'm not landing a job despite doing all these beautiful, good interviews and I'll be told your resume looks good, your CV looks good. 
you have the experience, you have this. But I never landed myself a job. I mean, it didn't, I never, not, not once. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't land myself a job. And so I began to wonder, where is this taking me? And mm-hmm. in between, they also took breaks. I was like, ah, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Yeah. I'm not cut out to, for employment anymore. Mm-hmm. Let me just focus on doing a business, which I'm currently even running on the side even now. Mm-hmm. Let me just give my all my attention to the business. Mm-hmm. But... There was still something I was feeling I'm wrongly placed. Yeah. I am not utilizing myself. The birth that I know is not coming out. Mm-hmm. I was frustrated. I was unhappy. So the whole of 2019, I did so many interviews. 29 or uh, 20, 2020 is this time I was doing all these interviews. And now 2021 came in COVID. Yes. Um, 2020. 2020 yes. came in COVID. Yes. Yeah. But I remember very well just before COVID. I had landed myself a job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. only that I hadn't started. Okay. Because I remember doing this very good interview in a, with a fintech uh, company. Mm-hmm. I had the qualifications they were looking for. I had what they were looking for. I was yeah. excited. It was a good fit. Mm-hmm. And so they told me what's remaining is just the, the final stage. Then you, we start the job. Yeah. And then lo and behold, mm-hmm. um, the first case of COVID in Kenya was announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything went to a freeze. Mm-hmm. Everything they told me, just hold on. We don't know how long this is going to take, so just hold on. Uh, we'll get back to you as short as I in, um, within a very short time. Yeah, but it never did. COVID went on for months, yeah. months turned into one year, yeah, went to another year, and so that also didn't work. Okay, also, what I didn't know is that was the um, it was the introduction for me. Mm-hmm. to a very, very difficult season of yeah. my life. Okay. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. So just for, again, context setting, you're living in Nairobi at this point in time? Yes. Okay. All right. And the business you're running on the side is? The business was uh, running on the side I still do till today was, it's a clothing business, mm-hmm. uh, selling clothes uh, in retail and wholesale okay. uh, basis, uh-huh. and not just clothing, bedding and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had started it long while I was still employed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't running it directly myself. Yeah. I had, my mom is the one who was running it for me. Okay. And so I was, I was kind of covered, you yeah. know, I was covered. So yeah, that is when now 20, 2020, mm-hmm. even before 2020, because the business had started yeah. earlier on yeah. and it was still running. Yeah. So even this time I'm going for jobs, I know I'm running for jobs, yeah. but I still didn't feel like the business mm-hmm. was my place to stay. And yes, I was still living in Nairobi, mm-hmm. but the business wasn't in Nairobi. It was in my hometown. I come from Nyeri. Okay. So in Nyeri town, okay. that's where the business I mm-hmm. was and still is. Today. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Right. So let's go to you've done the interview with the fintech, and then COVID has come and changed everyone's lives and started a new chapter for you in Correct. your own life. Yes. So what happened first? So when COVID came, now with the lockdowns, uh, I had just actually the lockdown happened while I was still in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. So, but I was able. Sorry, no. Let me take back a bit. I had just gone to Nyeri for a visit, a right. short visit. Yeah. And this is the time I was doing interview. Mind you, I was very excited. I'm starting a new job. Mm-hmm. I'm starting a new job. I'm so excited. Everything is looking up. Everything is looking like now I'm going to get back into my rhythms once again. Uh, so I was in Nyeri. And then mm-hmm. the, the lockdown in Nairobi was uh, shut, so we couldn't come. And so mm-hmm. I decided, let me just stay in Nyeri. Mm-hmm. And I, in Yeri, I stayed, and I stayed at home for long. I stayed in Yeri. I, of course, this time there's no doing more interviews. It's just staying at home, 
and seeing what's going to happen. I was still hopeful that I was going to get this kind of job. Yeah, yeah. I still kept on holding on. I would call the recruiter and they would tell me they've not heard from their clients, so you just wait, everything is done. You can see how everything is. And so now COVID came, mm -hmm. uh, and in 2021, the worst happened because in 2021, uh, during the Delta wave, I remember around Delta wave, uh, my mom got sick. Okay. I, I still don't believe it. They didn't say it's COVID because she had had uh, underlying conditions. Yeah. And at that time, I had traveled to be with a friend of mine. So I was not at home. And uh, so she was sick for just a, a period of time. And I remember this particular day, I had just uh, talked to her and, and asked her, and uh, I told her, do you need me to be home? Then she told me, no, if I need you to be at home, I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell you. So we spoke around 6 p.m. But at around 8 p.m., I get this call. My mom has rested. You know, oh. she died. And I was like, wow. It was unbelievable. First of all, I didn't, didn't, uh, didn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a job at the time. Uh, that was 2021. I hadn't landed a job. Remember, I had quit my job in 2018. Yeah. yeah. So by 2021, I had already eaten up a lot of my savings yeah. that I had kept aside mm -hmm. to sustain me, you know. Mm -hmm. And But I was still having the business. She's the one who was running the business, even yeah. that's how, uh, at the shop. She was actually at work on that particular day. Mm -hmm. So, and that is how uh, I lost mom. And... So it, it became a very dark period. It was a very, very dark period, yeah. difficult period. As I have lost the pillar of my life, yeah. I'm a firstborn. Mm -hmm. We are a small family. I only have one sister. Mm -hmm. So I only had now my one sister and my dad. Mm -hmm. And it was, now I had to move back to Nyeri. Yeah. First of all, to figure out this new life yeah. without a mother, you know. So we had, how, we, how do we even move? Um, do, do we move on? So at the time, I was experiencing some turbulent times as a family. My, my sister was going through a very turbulent time in her marriage at the time. Mm -hmm. So it, a lot was happening yeah. at me and within me, all around me at the same time. So before I process all this fatigue of job looking and not, I'm not landing a job, I'm getting good works, I'm getting regrets, I'm getting you wait, I'm getting all that. COVID comes in, the business is affected. And then now my mom, in 2021, we'd lose mom. It was, I couldn't figure out. I, th I thought for some minute, for some time, I was numb. Yeah. I, I took, actually, I think for that whole week until we buried her, I was numb. I was not able to process. Yeah. I wasn't crying a lot, um, but I was just, I liked my alone time. Yeah. So that happened in, on February of 2021. Mm -hmm. And so I moved back home to try to figure out. And also one of the ways I tried to figure out this new life was now to go back to that business. Yeah. Now to hold it uh, for some time as I tried to see what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I was confused. I didn't know whether to keep looking for a job at that time or just to stay uh, in the, that position. But all I knew, it, had, it required a different uh, version of birth, you know. Yeah. It required for me now, I have to make decisions by myself. Yeah. Many times I would refer to my mother to help me make a decision here and there, but now I'm, I'm all by myself. So mm -hmm. we are left just three of us in the family. And that began also a very difficult period. Mm -hmm. Things I hadn't uh, seen. Now, I, at this time, frustration had checked in. Loss has come in. I'm trying to redefine myself. And in the same year of 2021, August, I lost my grandmother. 
Yeah, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah. And she's this is mom of the mom of my mom. Mm-hmm. The two people who have held my life in a span of about less than six months, about, seven months, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. So where do I even start? Mm-hmm. I have hardly grieved my mom or, or even processed the loss of my yeah. mom. And then quickly, I have lost my grandma. Mm-hmm. So grief became part of my life, you know. Okay. And I was wondering, so what, what is all this? I mean, where do I even start? What do I do? Mm-hmm. I felt very so much alone at the time, but... I moved on. You know, you have just to pull yourself by the bootstraps. You have to do... Now, that's why I'm very passionate about resilience, let me yeah. tell you. When I tell people that you can, you, can, you can overcome failure, you can overcome loss, you can overcome grief, I talk from a place of experience. Yeah. And I talk from not my head, just my head knowledge, but from my heart. Mm-hmm. Because that's something I've experienced firsthand. Yeah. And so I, I know... The feeling of my life at one point was like this. Suddenly, quickly, fast and furious, it's like this. Yeah. But then you don't get stuck with emotions. Mm -hmm. So it was a very difficult time. But I had just to pull myself and just see, I have to now learn this new terrain I found myself in. Of having to navigate a path that I hadn't seen coming. But I, I think because I'm a firstborn, much of growing up, I also was a very independent child. Mm-hmm. Very, very independent. I, I had, um, I'm the kind of person who makes decisions and was a big dreamer, very ambitious right from childhood. And those are some of the skills that held me together. Because even this with my mom gone, and now I have to refigure my life. I have to see what's, what am I going to do? Am I going to stay in the business? Much as I'm feeling this is not my place. Or am I going to going to look for a job? I remember having almost like a fight with a friend of mine because she was like, you need to look for a job. And I was like, no, I don't feel like I want to look for a job. Mm-hmm. I've done, I'm done. In fact, I would, tell, I would tell them I'm done and they're like, no, you're not done. So they would send, still send me these uh, opportunities to look for a job. And I was like, some of them I would look at them and like, mm, yeah. that's not me. Yeah. There was a struggle. But also I felt like I was moving towards something. Mm-hmm. But only that at the time I had not put my finger to what is this something. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I was moving to something. I am a feeler. I like to feel things. Yeah. I move by intuition a lot. I'm a yeah. very intuitive person. Yeah. I make decisions sometimes spontaneously. As long as I feel something or I see something, I have a way of learning my own rhythms. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling, Mm-mm. some jobs looked very good, but I like, yeah. I don't see myself there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of them would say, why not? Why are you not looking for a job? I mean, you are good at what you are doing. Why don't you look for a job? But I felt like, Mm-mm. yeah, no. So 2021, we move on now. Life is not getting any easier. And then now 2022, I'm feeling like I have mourned uh, my mom, my yeah. grandma. Mm-hmm. Now we're in 2022. I'm beginning to get feel like my rhythms are back. I'm beginning to feel I want to get back to Nairobi. That's where my life is. That's where my crowd is. That's where I'm feeling like I connect with people. 2022. And in the May, come to think about it, May is a very, I, a very a pivotal month for me any, any time. Yeah. So in the month of May, I had just had um, a discussion with one of my mentors. And so my mentor was telling me, now I feel like your time in year is gone. You have... Uh, it's like you have, you're passed over the morning period, the, the first one, the initial. So you need to get back to Nairobi. And so we had planned out and we, we said it was a Saturday. So we agreed to meet the following week. Mm-hmm. 
and cover out a plan we uh, a plan we had. And the plan, first of all, uh, top number one was to, for me to move back from Nyeri to mm -hmm. Nairobi. Mm -hmm. It was in the month of May. It was on 22nd of May. Right. 21st of May, 2022. Uh-huh. A Saturday that is as clear in my mind as it just happened today or yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so we agree. I am excited. This plan, in, something is coming up. I, yeah. What I didn't know is that on the same Saturday, my dad got an accident. Oh, yeah. And he died on the spot. Wow. So that again sent me into more confusion. Yeah. Because I couldn't believe. I was like, God. Sometimes I felt like um, I like to have debates with God. Yeah. And much as I, I know everything that happens to us has a reason. Mm -hmm. The pain, the tears, the shame, the loss has a reason. But you know when it's happening to you, sometimes you don't feel like it has a reason. Yeah. So I was like, God, you can't do this to me. Mm -hmm. You can't. I mean... I've just, my mom, lost my mom, lost my grandma, and now, now my dad. dad. And yeah. for my dad, we had even spoken that particular Saturday as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember I was in Nairobi, so I was not in Nyeri when the accident happened. He got the accident in Nyeri, he was driving uh, at night, and then got a head-on collision, and he died on the spot. So I was not in Nyeri at the time. Yeah. Uh, it was a Saturday. I had come to Nairobi on the Friday, the day before. And on that Friday, I was with my dad. Yeah. And he too, we had plans. My dad loved me. And um, I remember when my mom passed on and we were left with my dad, I think he used to like bringing me meat. Like all that time, my dad loved meat. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I think he felt like he loves meat. So all of us loved meat. So he would buy me meat like twice a week and bring, tell me, put it in your fridge. I mean, just my dad used to buy me. So also, we used to have a lot of conversations. We would yeah. have conversations with him. He would f first of all ask me, what do you want? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think of your sister? As a firstborn, I felt like I was responsible a lot also in the family. So mm -hmm. most of those conversations were between me and my dad. Mm -hmm. And so that Friday we had talked. So he had told me, I had told him, I'm going for a meeting in Nairobi. But when I come back, we'll talk. Mm -hmm. So we had also, I was coming to talk, there's something we were trying to work around. Mm -hmm. But then again, Saturday, I got a call and I was told, I actually got a call from one of my uncles mm -hmm. and told me, it looks like, uh, he told me he had received a call from someone and my dad had gotten an accident. I was like, okay. But they didn't even like, it was a big deal. So I just felt, that uncle of mine, I just felt, uh, so I'm going to call my dad. And actually I did. Right. I called and he didn't answer. Mm -hmm. Uh the phone rang until it got disconnected. It didn't answer. Ah, and I saw and saw it like, if my dad, I also knew him, I mean, he will call me. Actually, I was with a friend at the time, and I told him, my dad will call me. I've been told it's an accident, but I know he will call me and tell me what's up. I saw I wait. One hour, it was at night, eh? The accident happened at night around 8 p.m. Right. So one hour to 9 p.m., no one has called me. I'm calling him, but this time his phone has gone off. Mm -hmm. The first time I called, it went through. Second time, it's not going through. Yeah. Uh, all right, I wait. I, I have dinner, and I say, let me sit in to watch a movie. Then I began to see calls uh, from my family members. I'm like, hmm? I don't like it. I, but they didn't even click. Mm -hmm. I knew there was an accident. I knew my, my dad had been rushed to hospital. Mm -hmm. And I was okay. I mean, I was, I was fine. I'm going to call him, and he's not so... 
One of my cousins called me and told me, have you talked to your dad? I was like, no, I've called him. I was told he's in an accident and um, I'm trying to call him. His phone is off. How is he? Mm -hmm. So I was told he, he got an accident. And my cousin, I think she didn't master the courage to tell me what was going on. She said, I'll call you. Yeah. Uh, shortly, an auntie ca called me. My aunt called me and I was like, okay. Uh, my aunt also called me and asked me, how are you doing? Where are you? Mm -hmm. And then hung up the call. So I began to feel some, these questions yeah. aren't adding up. Yeah. What's going on? Mm -hmm. It's at night. By this time, I think it was way past 11, uh, it's at around 11 p.m. So I was uh, uncomfortable. But then again, the inevitable mean uh, had happened and it had to be told. So my cousin called me and told me, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but your dad has gotten an accident and we are afraid he's not in very good, in very good shape. So I'm trying to ask. I can tell my cousin how the conversation is going. And so I, I, how is he? Has he been taken to hospital? They have been told he's been taken to hospital. Uh, they are, he's with people. But then again, I think she just discovers there's no way to take me around. And she tells me, I'm sorry to tell you, your dad has died. Do you know I, I threw the phone away? Yeah. I was like, no. And that's the time I asked God questions. I was like, you can't do this to me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we think bad things happen because mm -hmm. you have done something wrong. Because my first reaction was to ask, what wrong have I done? Yeah. At one point, you have your two parents, and then quickly, yeah. you don't have any. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I had to. So my dad, he also, I saw lost my dad. So my plan to move to Nairobi, also now kind of, I had to defy it, had yeah. to move it. I mm -hmm. mean, at this time, even do I even know whether I want to move back? Is the yeah. plan still there? Mm -hmm. um, but I knew this much happened to me. When I lost my dad, I knew now we are only two. Yeah. I'm not left with a choice. I have to be the strong one mm -hmm. and make decisions and just find myself and do what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. I will mourn later. But uh, now chaos happened around that time because of family issues mm -hmm. that came up. But I still had to be the strong Beth. Yeah. And this time, I remember I had just lost my mom the previous year, my mom and my grandma, and I lost my dad. Mm -hmm. But it felt dark, you know, it felt so dark. And a lot that I might have skipped in my story telling you that in the, uh, between losing my mom, losing my dad, I lost a lot. I mean, I lost friends. Yeah. I lost money. Mm -hmm. I lost things I owned. I was yeah. just going through loss and loss and loss. Yeah. At many times, I was alone. I had to make even some decisions to quit some WhatsApp groups and mm -hmm. just process what this season means for me. Yeah. I'm an introvert, so mm -hmm. I find strength in solitude, you yes. know. I find my strength in solitude. I find my strength and I'm able to look at things better when I'm alone. Yeah. So I just had to knew first that this is my new life. It has not, has come my way. And some decisions are so final that I cannot do anything about them. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to, uh, to do what needs to be done. But life has to move on. Yeah. And it's my pain of loss. It's my pain of grief and my pain of having to defy dreams that I found my purpose okay. in life. Right. And so I, say, I tell people, don't waste pain. Yeah. Don't ever. 
Okay. Don't waste pain. Don't waste failure. Difficult seasons come. Many mm. beyond our control. But you can turn it around and tell it differently. Yes. That's my story. And that's a story I share in my coaching program. That life can deal you things. Yeah. Can deal you trouble. Can deal you tears. Mm-hmm. And things sometimes happen. Like for me, they were happening fast and furious. I didn't have time to process. Yeah. I didn't have time to think, oh, my mom is gone. Oh, my yeah. grandma is gone. Oh, my sister is suffering here and she needs my support. Yeah. So I had to pull myself together for my, the sake of my sister, who I love very much, and just be strong for her. Mm-hmm. And But my pain for me gave birth to my purpose in life. Okay. Well, I mean, wow, that's a lot. A I, lot. I, I don't even know how. A lot. Like, you know. Um, but you did mention something. Um, you've talked about losing... You, you went through a season of losing friends and losing money. Under what circumstances was this happening? Because I'd hate to think that when you're going through your toughest time is when, you know, additional issues come up, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, friends, sometimes the people we call friends are not friends. Yeah. Maybe they are our friends because we hold certain positions. Mm-hmm. Or they are our friends because someone might like, uh, we drive the same kind of a car, so we yeah. are friends. We met at a garage, so we are friends. Mm-hmm. We were colleagues, so <clears throat> you might be thinking, uh, get into this deception that colleagues are friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, some of them are, mm-hmm. because some of them are even my friends today. Mm-hmm. But so my life quickly changed because this phone that sometimes I would be invited to places, to parties, to social, yeah. social places, uh, suddenly I couldn't be invited. Suddenly I didn't have this time, I didn't have the money, I knew. That one of the difficult decisions I had to do, not very difficult, because for me, I didn't struggle with it, you know, mm-hmm. was to say, well, now I have this kind of bills that needs to be paid. I don't have a steady uh, income stream at this time. Yeah. Remember, COVID had just uh, kicked in. So yeah. the business was not performing so well True. as it was doing before. Mm-hmm. But my, my quick decision was I had to recollect myself and mm-hmm. say, if I was the kind of person who used to buy shoes, buy mm-hmm. clothes, I wasn't even able to do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was a real struggle. I mean, bills piled even more than my income was at the time. Yeah. I had some liabilities that I had to pay, mm-hmm. and I was not able to pay them. Okay. So that meant that I had to be frugal in whatever little money I find in my hands. Yeah. I had to be very frugal, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't struggle with that. Like, I stayed where you I stayed for... Sometime without buying extra pairs of shoes, mm-hmm. buying more dresses, mm-hmm. going to places, because I knew at that point my life needed for me to do that. Yeah. You know, it was just to recollect myself. And I think for me also, I am gifted in, in that I don't hang on to things. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So when I said something is not working, like some friends, they have walked out of your life, you call them, you realize, you know, they don't have to tell you, mm-hmm. but you can see it. You yeah. can figure it, you know? Yeah. So I lost people. Some people walked out of my life. Many mm-hmm. friends I had then are not no longer in my life. Okay. Uh, some people I thought would hang out with, mm-hmm. I lost. I mm-hmm. lost friends. Some stood by. Mm-hmm. I got new friends also. So n- not everything was working yeah. uh, negatively. Mm-hmm. Some of it also was opening my eyes to see things that I had not seen. I now began to value authentic relationships, people mm-hmm. who are in your life because of who you are, not because of what you have or where you work or the kind of a job you have. 
I had to redefine my path and redefine. I lost money because our business was not doing well. Yeah. I had to take in a sister uh-huh. and take in her with her. Just she was not coming alone. She had children. Yes. So you're losing money there. So I even lost my car. I mean, I, I lost a car at the time. Uh-huh. And I cried and I was like, oh, my God. I what, mean, happened? what happened to the car? What happened to the car is that this I had secured, I had taken a loan uh-huh. and had secured it with a car. Yeah. But this loan, because of liabilities and I'm not able to meet all my obligations, uh-huh. it meant the car had to go. Uh-huh. Okay, because I was not able to meet my obligation, this loan. Yeah. And, and you know, I felt that is a time also that I saw some people you thought they had your back. Yeah. Are, but everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Because I think now the version of better I am today, I'm able to see things differently uh-huh. than I was then. Uh-huh. Uh, my eyes have been opened and I share with people, look at patterns properly, uh-huh. learn your cycles. Uh-huh. Learn the seasons of your life uh-huh. because life does speak to us. Yeah. Your life speaks to you. My life speaks to me. Yeah. And these days I am big on learning the seasons of my life. Uh-huh. And I knew, and I knew I don't even have the time to mourn that I was, I was used to driving and having a car, but now I have to use public means. Uh-huh. By the way, I, there was no day that I felt like shame. Yeah. Hmm? Mm-hmm. I just had to figure out my life together and just accept it as it came. Uh-huh. I knew uh, that was an important phase of my life, and uh-huh. I had to figure it out. Uh-huh. I also didn't want to, uh, I have known, I would say, like Paul of the Bible, uh-huh. I have learned to live with so much, uh-huh. very much more than enough, way more than enough, and also have learned to deal with little that comes my way. Uh-huh. As long as I'm not sleeping hungry, uh-huh. I have not lacked food, uh-huh. I've not lacked the basics of True. life, and I, I have never lacked by, uh, by God's grace lacked basics. Uh-huh. So what needs, needed to go had to go. I had to reorganize myself. I had to look at my budget. What can I afford at this season? What can't I afford at this season? Yeah. What can I work with? What can't I work with? Uh-huh. And just deal with it as it comes. And so that's why I'm very big on resilience. Uh-huh. I speak the language of resilience. I say resilience is my language because at the time I was building inner, I, I was building inner capacity. Mm-hmm. For me to share my lessons with people and not even to be ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. Not to be ashamed about the seasons I've got to go through. Because one thing that God helped me is that I didn't see that as a season that defined who I am. Right. Okay. You know, the, the question that keeps ringing in my head as mm-hmm. you're talking is I'm wondering, how big was the lifestyle you were living while you were employed that caused everything to just spectacularly fall apart because when you say mm. you've learned to live with a lot and you've learned to live with um frugality yeah is that a lot is relative maybe a lot for me is moving from my little you know shack in kibra to you know a bigger shack also in kibra mm. so I'm, I'm trying to define what was your standard of the big life and then the small life the standard of the big life, some of it came with the job that I was holding at the yeah. time. As mm-hmm. an executive assistant, that job came with very some, sometimes some nice perks. Eh? Yes. And uh, like I, I didn't like basic things. It could pay for me, like my internet at home. It paid for yeah. me. My telephone bills. It paid for me. I could not even uh, stay without a car, for example, because mm-hmm. my position it says like if you don't have, if your car anytime anytime like my car was in the garage, uh-huh. sometimes I would had to be provided with a car to Ooh. move around with. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, as in, I had life that I really envied. I didn't sit down sometimes even to calculate mm-hmm. uh, where do I want to hang out, what do I want to buy. Most of it I would just 
I have mm-hmm. the money to buy it, so let me make this decision. I want to buy this. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I want, if I feel like I want to, I'll decide I want to sleep in Naivasha, in Naivasha I will sleep. Okay. I just said I'm, I'm driving. I, I want to Not go a in. chopper, you would, but if you wanted a chopper, could you get a chopper? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, but uh-huh. what I'm trying to say is my life was very, very easy. And again, yeah. it's because um, I was a single person. So mm-hmm. making decisions also uh, was easy for me mm-hmm. because I knew my, most of the decisions are revolved around me being yeah. as a person. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was a happy-go-lucky kind of a person. I mm-hmm. am not a very, very party social animal. Yeah. I've never been. Mm-hmm. That I, I have never been. All I know is that I was. I lived a, a life I was very relatively very comfortable with. Yeah. I I had friends of that status. Would yes. go places. Would hold parties. Would do things. Mm-hmm. I had a life that reflected, you know, what yeah. you feel like you're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but things happened, and things happened yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And I had find myself in this other side of. Mm-hmm. I can't even go out. I'm not going out. Yeah. In fact, of course, part of my griefing was kind of to isolate myself. Kiasi to not, just not so much. Yeah. But just so for me to process all this. Yes. I also realized uh, some of the things now in hindsight were also mistakes that I did mm-hmm. uh, in terms of um, spending. Instead of t- some of the things that I say is my mistakes. I also learned from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, I say there are things I could have handled better. Mm-hmm. There are better decisions I could have done. Yeah. But um, for me, those are, last, there are lessons for me to learn mm-hmm. and how to share with others. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are lessons and there are things you can avoid. Mm-hmm. But as I said, don't waste anything. We've just come from the pandemic. And you remember during the pandemic, we were told don't waste pain, don't waste yeah. this pandemic. Yeah. So uh, the same thing, when, uh, for me, that was a season I, what I've learned since not to waste. Mm-hmm. I'm now very, what can I say? I am very alive and sensitive about every decision I make, yeah? mm-hmm. whether it's a money decision or a relationship decision mm-hmm. or who am I hanging around with, what am I doing with my time, what am, who am I speaking to, and also who is speaking to me. Yes. I, am, I make those decisions very intentionally. Not, nothing just slips by mm-hmm. because I have allowed my dark season and my difficult season, my painful season, my season of uh, uh, sometimes loneliness because I had to really cut myself, yeah. really um, sit down and say, what does this new life require of me to do? Mm-hmm. And quickly make that de- those decisions. Mm-hmm. Also, I am not the kind of a person to dilly-dally over something. Mm-hmm. When I something a mess has happened, I quickly want to ask myself what, I mean, not allow anything to hold me back. I move on a bit so quickly. Mm-hmm. That's my personality. I mean, as in, I don't linger over things that what under the bridge, yeah. the past, mm-hmm. things that define me. I don't let myself linger so much around that. And that has helped me so much. Mm-hmm. That has helped me to say, ah, there's much more to life. Mm-hmm. And just move on. Because, mm-hmm. you know, these failure, these mistakes, these um, seasons that come at us, they could be just bumps on the road, yeah? Mm-hmm. They are bumpy. It's bumpy. No road is ever smooth. So the more you linger onto something, the more you could be uh, missing out on another beautiful season that awaits you. Mm-hmm. So, th- yeah, and that is one of the things I really share in my, in bouncing back and be because I have been able to bounce back and to shine my light and share my story. And not just share my story, but partner with people in their bounce, 
bouncing back and they're moving after setbacks mm -hmm. and defining who they really are and what works for them and what purpose they live for. Okay, so you, you talk about seasons and I'm a huge believer in the same concept as in there's a time to plant, there's a time to harvest, there's a time for the soil to lay dormant, you know. But I want to know from you specifically, what do you think is the purpose of this winter season? Because it's a very painful, cold, lonely, dark season. Must we all go through it? And like, what is its point? What is it there for? Uh, must we all go? Interesting question. Yeah. But this much I'll tell you, I know every great person I know mm -hmm. has gone through seasons of their life they felt like they want just to die. Mm -hmm. Every great person, uh, name them, okay. every great, from Nelson Mandela, yeah. could be Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey, mm -hmm. the big names, but mm -hmm. also our everyday heroes in our lives. True. Every great person I know, if you pick five great people, in one or four, of, four out of five, or all of the five, they have gone through devastating uh, life things. I mean, life situations. They've gone through adversity. Mm -hmm. They've gone through failure, mm -hmm. uh, gone through shame. The difference is how they allowed and they shifted their mindset mm -hmm. to this working for them. Mm -hmm. Must we all go to, I don't know whether it's must, but this I can tell you for sure. Yeah. Failure will come. Okay. Loss will come. It will knock at you because it's life. It's the inevitable. It will happen. If it has happened, not happened to you, prepare for it. It's coming. Okay. If it has happened to someone, let it not define you. Mm -hmm. Don't get so caught up and you almost um, make a romantic relationship with failure mm -hmm. or with setbacks that you're unable to move ahead. Yeah. Let failure teach you what it can teach you. And also separate yourself. Mm -hmm. Separate. And that's what I have learned from every great person I know. They have been able to call fear for what it is. Mm -hmm. Or call uh, failure for what it is. Mm -hmm. Call failure what it is. But I tell this, that's who you are, but not who I am. Yeah. Separate yourself. Sometimes I like to say, make that separate yourself. I failed maybe at my, uh, my job. Or I was a setback, came, grief came knocking my way, divorce came knocking my way, a job loss came uh, knocking my way. But don't linger on it too much. Mm -hmm. Because you are the master of your destiny. You get to create your destiny. So the long you're waiting on this thing, uh, feel the feelings I say, let you feel all the feelings that you need to feel. Mm -hmm. Because it's important that we feel those feelings. Yeah. Feel the feelings but don't get stuck, mm -hmm. but don't let it destroy you. Mm -hmm. Don't die in your wilderness period, I yeah. say. Don't die. Yeah. And also, not just die, but also don't bury your dreams because of one difficult season of mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. You have the power to let, uh, to choose. I usually say like the phoenix, the proverbial phoenix, you know, from the Greek, uh, Greek mythology, there's a bird called the phoenix mm -hmm. that lives for long, then dies, yeah. and is able to rise again from mm -hmm. the ashes. Mm -hmm. So whether you get to uh, rise or stay with the ashes, it's yeah. your decision. It's all up to you. So, okay, back to you specifically and how you apply this to your life. Because yeah. you've gone through this, you've literally, not only, well, you've been forced twice to move to Nyeri. Um, yes. First by COVID, mm -hmm. and then secondly by circumstances. Um, I suppose, you know, you've, you've, you've had all of these situations thrown at you. How did you get to the point where you decided, decided to design a program 
that would allow people to see the same things that you had seen and work through them? Like what 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 was the the connection between the Beth who was grieving and the Beth who's here today? Oh, thank you for asking that question because it brings me to say it's uh, it's very important the kind of people you hang around with mm -hmm. and the kind of people you walk this thing, the journey of life with. Mm -hmm. So what happened is uh, I have a, a friend who is also a mentor, I would say a coach mm -hmm. and a pastor. And for a long time, he said, I have been observing you. He told me, Beth, uh, one day he just called me and told me, I've observed you. And the way you have navigated through uh, pain and the loss that you have suffered, because uh, granted he knew my story very well. Mm -hmm. He knew I lost my parents. He knew things I have lost. He knew about losing people. It's someone I have connected and closely dealt and deal with and was constantly in the picture in my life, you know? Right. So uh, when he told me, I think you've navigated this season pretty well and you need to share your lessons with people. At some point, I was like, really? Uh, and it helped me because sometimes people know why you are the way why you doesn't know herself. Mm -hmm. People can see Beth the way Beth doesn't see herself. Yeah. So um, I said this person helped to call out purpose mm -hmm. in me because he called out and asked me, I would love and told me I would want for you to come and share your story mm -hmm. and your loss and all the things, your story with people. I mean, mm -hmm. it's there. And that's for me the long and short of it of how my coaching, um, my coaching was born. Mm -hmm. And it's not uh, it's for me it's purpose because it gave me purpose. Yeah, I love to see people win. I'm big on people winning. I'm big on people living the dreams that yeah. they were created to. Yeah, I'm big on positivity and not just positivity. I'm big on going hard after the things that you feel you were created for. Mm -hmm. So. When I shared my story and after, uh, uh, after I shared my story there, then that opened doors for me to share my story again and again and again and again. And so out of my sharing the stories when I felt, now I want to sit down, all this way I tell my story, to so sit down and say, I actually can teach and can partner with people mm -hmm. through their journey. Because then once you share your story, what happens, people will come up, uh, they will open up to you. Yeah. They will say, thank you for saying that because in saying that you helped me. Mm -hmm. So I realized this message was resonating with people. And for me, that's how my coaching uh, business was born. And I began and I found, I found purpose. I'm saying I have repeated that word many yeah. times because I would do it even without money. Mm -hmm. I am just big on saying you don't have to die there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to let people, things, status define you. Mm -hmm. The whole power of whether you get to move forward or not mm -hmm. lies strictly with you. Yeah. It lies with you. And there are many people this life who are willing to work with you. There are many people willing to support you. Mm -hmm. There are many people who are willing to see us win. Um, it takes a village to see. And for me, it took a village. And so I am I'm glad to share my story. I'm glad to share lessons that I learned. I'm glad to share how I have learned now about shifting my mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, rewriting my story, te telling my story differently and share the same nuggets and the same uh, with people and helping them. And that gives me every joy that I need. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So what, what format does your coaching take? Like, is it um, helping people mostly deal with grief or is it the whole spectrum of loss? No, uh, loss happens to everybody. Yeah. 
Uh, currently, we know across a, a globe, a lot is happening. Dis a disruption yeah. is happening. And now we know uh, the new normal is just change. Change and disruption is our new normal. Mm -hmm. So uh, my coaching program is not around grief, mm -hmm. but about any loss or setback. Okay. Okay. Or anyone who feels they've gone through something and they need to bounce back. Right. They need to find and reconnect with themselves. Mm -hmm. Because what happens when you go through adversity is sometimes you bury some parts of you. Mm -hmm. Some parts you bury your dreams. Mm -hmm. some, uh, sometimes you let yourself get lost yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. So Bounce Back and Beam is a coaching program. Mm -hmm. And under it, I, I, I help people with discovering maybe their mindsets mm -hmm. and just say, what kind of mindset are you having? So under Bounce Back and Beam, which is an eight week sometimes, because I do group coaching, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Mm -hmm. I, I cover mindset beliefs. I cover goal setting because there's a whole science behind goal setting. Yeah. Science teaches us that when you just lay down and write down your goals, everything in your life aligns towards achieving that goal. Mm -hmm. In building resilience, uh, resilience, one of the things you need to do and cultivate is setting goals for yourself. Mm -hmm. And goals that are aligned with your purpose, yeah. goals that are aligned with your dreams, goals mm -hmm. that are aligned with who is Beth? Mm -hmm. Not goals just for the sake of goals. Yeah. Not goals because you might feel good that I, I, I'm setting goals or I'm creating a vision board for myself. Yeah. But the whole science around wh who am I? Yeah. So I also answer, help you un uh, uncover who am I? Self-awareness mm -hmm. and a bounce back. Okay. Because identity is important. And for you to say, who am I? So uh, under bounce back and beam, I cover a number of things. Self-awareness, goal setting, building resilience, yeah. I cover mindsets and just knowing what kind of mindset do you have. Mm -hmm. I also, because of it, I've realized most of us deal with a lot of conflict. Mm -hmm. Conflict maybe because of where we, we are working, conflict because of maybe the families we are coming from, community, yeah. uh, uh, conflict also because of the communities we live in. Mm -hmm. Every one of us lives in community, relationships, and one time or another you'll find yourself in a conflict. Mm -hmm. So uh, conflict resolution is also there. And my most important one is finding your life purpose. Okay. Giving meaning to your life. This is excellent. I mean, I'm so glad you were able to work, you know, your, your experiences with grief and loss into something that can Thank shine you. a light on the rest of the world. Yeah. And so for those of us who are looking for assistance from you, where do we find you? You can find me on my social uh, media handles. Yes, I will share. Are, yeah, I will also share my uh, telephone number. Uh, Bounce Back and Beam is a business on its own. It's a coaching program on its own. So mm -hmm. I'll share the content. Mm -hmm. And I'll be glad I'll be glad to just listen to you, work with you, support you. I'm a dream uh, supporter. I, I, I partner with people, as I said. Yeah. I'm a dream partner. Mm -hmm. Mine is just to partner with you in knowing and working the journey and uh, fulfilling uh, your dreams and living your best life because life happens. Yeah. And life is through at you things, but don't get stuck there. Okay. Yeah. My word. Wow. I feel inspired. I think at some point I was also literally just about to cry because, wow, what a powerful story. I saw uh, oh, you almost <laughs> <laughs> You I almost did. made me cry as well. But um, 
Emotions are important yeah. because they connect us with ourselves. This is true. The, the most important thing is how to interpret those emotions and how do we let them work for us instead mm -hmm. of working against us. This is, this yeah. is the absolute truth. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think you can tell by now that you absolutely need to be speaking to Beth. So please make sure you do because I know everyone watching this has experienced loss or failure of some sort and you could do with someone to hold your hand and guide you back to success. So on that note, I would urge you to use a social media handles and the phone number that you see in front of you and we shall see you next week for another one just like this one